0: Welcome back to Growing God's Gifts with Kira St. Pierre. Today I will be reading chapter 10, The Secret of Burning. It's the secret place that lights our fire, that sets us burning. I'm talking about a white-hot, fiery zeal for the face of Jesus and for the concerns of his kingdom. Jesus came to kindle a fire on earth. Luke twelve forty-nine by which he intended to set us ablaze with his very own passions and desires to maintain its intensity this fire must be constantly stoked by the intimate passions of the secret place you are destined for fire you will burn for all eternity the only question is where The longing of your breast is to be a living flame, ignited with the exhilaration of beholding his beauty, worshipping him with uninhibited abandon, and deployed into the world with self-controlled, calculated zeal that does not love its own life even unto death. You have something to live for because you have something to die for. You long to be a firebrand of holiness, which is why you'll never be satisfied with status quo Christianity god's word is a fire jeremiah 23 29 and his presence is totally engulfed in fire ezekiel 1 4 and 27 daniel 7 9 when you approach god you are drawing near to the great blazing inferno of the ages to be set on fire you must get close to god when you feel cold distant and out of it spiritually it's time to retreat to the closet Place yourself before the fireplace of His Word and allow the intensity of His face to restore your fervency. The secret to staying ablaze for Jesus is not in responding to altar calls, as good as those are. It's not in having someone lay hands on you and pray for you, as valid as that is. It's not in listening to a good teaching tape or the latest worship CD. The only sure source for staying white hot is in devoting yourself consistently to the place of the shut door. It's the place where the spirit of burning, Isaiah 4.4, 4, ignites your soul as you gaze upon his glory with an unveiled face. 2 Corinthians 3.18 Do you desire a greater compulsion for the secret place? Invite the burning one, the Holy Spirit, to ignite the eternal flame of his fiery jealousy in your life. The scripture says, The spirit who dwells in us yearns jealously. James 4, 5 The agenda of this yearning jealousy is that Christ's pride might be set ablaze with an exclusive and fiery passion for her beloved. You can pray nothing more dangerously sublime than to say, Holy Spirit, let your burning jealousy have its consuming way in my life. Until every competing affection and false god is completely burned away, And until one raging, all-consuming passion fills my entire being, love for the altogether lovely one, the man Christ Jesus. The book of Revelation describes the Holy Spirit in this way. Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Revelation 4, 5. I have asked the Lord that the same might be said of me, that I might be described as burning before the throne. As a man who longs to burn for God, I have looked at Proverbs 6:27 27-28 differently from the typical approach. Primarily, those verses are describing the harmful effects of adultery, but its secondary application is actually descriptive of the secret place with God. Can a man take fire to his bosom and his clothes not be burned? Can one walk on hot coals and his feet not be seared? Proverbs 6:27 27-28 When you draw close to the fire of God's word, you are actually taking fire into your bosom, and the leprous, filthy clothes of your old life are being burned away. As you step into the fiery presence of his secret place, you are walking on hot coals, and your feet are being seared to walk in the way of holiness and righteousness and obedience. The answer to these questions is no. Take the fire of God into your being, and everything about your life will be different. It's impossible to embrace this living fire and not be changed. Oh, Lord, I pull your fire to my bosom with fearful delight. John the Baptist was a man who burned for God. God took John into the solitude of the wilderness in order to kindle a heavenly fire within him. When he was finally released into ministry, he was a living flame. Notice that in the following verses, thrice Jesus asked, What did you go out to see? As they departed, Jesus began to say to the multitudes concerning John, What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? But what did you go out to see? A man clothed in soft garments? Indeed, those who wear soft clothing are in kings' houses. But what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I say to you, am more than a prophet. Matthew 11, 7-9 Jesus testified that the people didn't go to John primarily to hear something, but to see something. Jesus described John as the burning and shining lamp. John five thirty five. John was a man set on fire from heaven, a man who incubated his love for God through a steadfast commitment to solitude in the secret place, and thus he became a shining lamp for the entire nation to behold. The people came from all over to see this fire. People are always attracted to a great fire. Do something dangerous. Get alone with God. His consuming fire will burn away all from your life until all that's left is love itself. This is our God, who makes his ministers a flame of fire. Hebrews 1.7 He'll make you one too if you'll let him. I just love how God always times it to where I hear something right when I need to hear it. This morning I was in my quiet place and was talking to God and I was like, you know, Lord, it's been, it's been a few days since I've like felt like I had a huge message from you or a huge word from you. Um, and I mean, not to say that we don't, Kind of talk back and forth, which I'm so grateful for. We do kind of banter back and forth or talk throughout the day and whatnot. So that's become very sweet. And I love that about my relationship with God where it's at right now. But I haven't had those like profound, like filling several pages of my journal of words from God lately. And I was like, God, have I distanced myself from you? Am I doing something wrong? Like, what's going on? And he just began to speak to me. No, he's like, I love where you're at. I've got you right where I want you. And basically he was saying that he's enjoying the time that we're having right now. It's simple. It's light. It's loving. It's playful. And it made me realize that God doesn't want to just have these huge thundering encounters with us all the time. He wants to have those little moments with us too. So like those little flirty moments between husband and wife or the little playful, like sneaking around, tickling, making your kids giggle, that kind of stuff. He likes those moments too. He likes to share all of that with us. Now, obviously, that's not what this chapter was about. Um, this chapter was about igniting that passion, that burning for for God. And I think that's also a very important aspect of our relationship with God And something we should definitely seek if we're not experiencing. So like even this morning, like I said, I was questioning. Like, Lord, I'm not coming into this with this passionate, burning, I long for you kind of mentality. And he told me, he's like, that's okay. As long as you're coming to me hungry for that, I'll give it to you. But enjoy the sweet moments with me too. I just thought that was pretty neat that he timed it this morning because I was just talking to him about that. But this chapter reminds me of my favorite verse in the Bible. It's Psalm 84 four two. my soul longs, even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. And I know that's always been like the center of my heart. Like my heart cries out for the living God. I want a, a living, breathing Passionate relationship with God. And sometimes I have that, and sometimes I feel like I'm losing that. And God reminds me, you haven't lost it. Passion doesn't always have to be this big, extravagant experience. Passion is also in those little moments. Fire is also in those little moments. You know, when you see a candle in the darkness and it's got that little bitty, bitty flame, there's still a flame burning. When you light one of those scented candles or whatever, and you want that ambiance, that, that little bitty quiet, just barely able to see through the darkness, that's burning, too. Those little moments are good, too. Those little moments are still burning with passion. They don't have to be a raging fire to be burning with passion. So, anyways... I don't know if that made sense to anybody or if that was just me, but that was a cool revelation to me. So I hope you all enjoyed this chapter and look forward to reading the next one with you guys. If you're enjoying this book as much as I am, I highly encourage you to purchase your own copy of this amazing book. My copy is filled with highlights and underlining all throughout of insightful and inspiring truths that I refer back to often. You can purchase from Bob Sorge's website, oasishouse.com. He has options to purchase the book as a paperback, an ebook, or even as an audiobook. I also encourage you to subscribe to Growing God's Gifts on Spotify so you don't miss the next chapter where we will discuss the secret of violence. I'm sure he'll turn that around. (laughs) Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a wonderfully blessed day.